Hail, hail. Good evening, folks, and welcome along to the Endless Celts podcast. It's a Monday night show. I'm Anthony, and delighted to be joined tonight by show regulars Stephen and Franny. How are you tonight, boys? All good, mate. All good. Looking forward to a nice chat about Celtic. Hi, all good as well, Anthony. Same. Just another one at the weekend. Another five-star performance, boys. Of course, the proverbial game of two halves, which we're going to get stuck right into uh, very soon. And uh, welcome along, everyone. Uh, the usual suspects that are joining us already. I see some of the comments are already coming up. Stephen's going to be bringing up uh, the best of the chat on the show, just get involved in the discussion. Uh, we always like to have you along. And uh, as Stephen announced last week, we have a new show sponsor, uh, Sharna Clothing. It's uh, clobber and, you know, sort of, it takes sort of encouragement from the terrace sort of lifestyle, yeah. shall we say. So um, by all means, follow the link at the, at the bottom of the screen and you'll get a 10% discount on any order. And having had a wee browse of the website myself, might treat myself to a couple of things or some uh, so, some nice stuff on it. And, some good gear. Uh, we've got uh, we've got show sponsor. We've got a revolving uh, bar at the bottom. Stephen, we're looking very uh, yeah. we're looking very slick at the moment on the endless silks. Ah, sure. You know what I mean. The cream rises to the top. And I'm only really joking, but uh, I think that <laughs> the, the sponsorship, as you said, Sharna. I mean. Cloven literally go to football in, you can wear out and stuff to have a wee bar and up for a pint. Good gear, like all that their culture, get the badge in your photo and all that type of stuff. It's it's brilliant. They're good lads. I'm in constant contact with them. They're giving our t shirts over this week. They got new stock in, so we're looking forward <laughs> to that. So yeah, hopefully. It's good for the channel, it's good for the show. So yeah, happy enough. I don't, I don't know about the cream rising to the top with us guys. It's more like the dog barking and the caravan keeps rolling, but uh, you know, <laughs> no, 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 uh, so Stephen, I'll just get right. We'll get right into it. Obviously, uh, another win yesterday for the boys. Perhaps uh, not not the best performance first half, but of course there might be some mitigating factors that we can we can sort of bring up um, as the show goes on. I didn't see the game live yesterday. I was it was my weekend on uh, at my work yesterday, so I didn't see the game first hand. Um, obviously, been watching back all the extended highlights today in, in preparation for the show. Um, as I say, they didn't. It, it was one of those, I don't know about you, I never particularly like it when Celtic are playing and you can't see the game live um, for, for, through whichever manner. I, I, I don't like you know, sort of relying on text updates or whatever. And uh, when I seen the score um, halfway through my shift, I was like, oh no, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it was one of those fixtures I just wanted out the way. Um, it's obviously been the sort of venue for our one kind of video nasty performance domestically this season. But it's, uh, it's out of the way now, and the three points are in the bag. Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, to be fair, the game itself, the, the first half was a damn squib. You know what I mean? It was something weren't really clicking. St. Mirren were kind of pressing us, and obviously up until the sending off, which we'll get into, but that changed the game. But yeah, Paisley, for some reason, Celtic haven't scored there since Postacoglu took over, which I found quite surprising when I discovered that stat. And it was just, as you said, Anthony... I mean, I watched it live, obviously, but I can only imagine what you were feeling, like looking at whatever was, like trying to keep you updated with the score. I'd be fuming. I wouldn't be able to concentrate if I was working. But I, the, the performance itself, we got out there with a win, ended up a comfortable win. So that's that's what you need. Pastor Cody said it. Like you come to these venues and grounds and stuff, and it could be a sticky one nil, two one, or whatever. But to come away, the win five one. So I mean, this proves again not at our best, and we're still beating teams that easily. And that's the, that's a scary thought for the rest of the league. Yeah, it's incredible what it's going to be like when we start uh, hitting a bit of form, isn't it? Uh, but Granny, <laughs> you've got your, your sort of own thoughts uh, on the game, sort of. Oh, uh, yeah, Alistair, I have to say it was a video nasties. The least said about Man United at Anfield yesterday, the better. But uh, listen, it was more than made up for by Celtic second half performance. Mm. Uh, but Franny, so the, your, your own thoughts on the game, was it one you were kind of looking forward to seeing the back of? Um, you, know, you know, did you have any concerns pre-match? I think you kind of have, you have a wee bit, I think you, Marcel anyway, you, you buy into the sort of the media analysis, because obviously they're looking for, it is our only blip this season, if, well apart from obviously uh, the game at Ibrox, but our only defeat this season in the league. So <coughs> you maybe you can get sucked in, and I did a wee bit get sucked in thinking, oh, well, it could happen again. We know what St. Mirren's got to do. They've got to sit in and uh, play, like, just try and catch us on the break and stuff like that. Uh, and then, obviously, 
you got off to a great start and it's you're like, oh no, not again. Um they they get a penalty. They'd already started with five at the back, and you're like, well, they've got to just sit in, sit in. But no doubt that the 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 red card changed changed the game. Um but I always felt we would get chances in this uh, in the game and stuff, but I think we got a big. I say a big. It was a red card, but the red card totally changes it, and it was just it was an absolutely fantastic performance in the, the second half for the team. Yeah, I think it definitely. We were already kind of starting to show a ascendancy a little bit, but I think obviously having that numerical advantage in the forum that we're in at the minute, it was always mm-hmm. going to, you know, pay dividends in the end. But we'll focus, Stephen. Of course, as we say, the first half was not a great um, performance to say the least. However. There were some some big talking points in there as well, mm. sort of addressing them uh, one by one. Uh, the first one uh, was, of course, early doors. Uh, penalty kick awarded to St Mirren uh, following a, a handball by Greg Taylor, not given initially by the referee, but um, the once once he had a look at it on the VAR um, monitor, it was awarded. Um, what was your, your sort of thoughts on, on the penalty? Do you have any complaints or do you think, yeah, fair enough decision? Well, I mean, first of all, like in regards to that incident, I thought there was like a, a lot of the amount of time that the VAR could go back and look at an incident. It seemed like an age, like two or three minutes went by, and then I did a, a delayed check. I never heard of that before, but they've done it. And I, I can I can see the frustration with people, but if we're honest with each other, that was probably a penalty kick. And, and I know, to be fair, we've got some shockers and howlers against us that we haven't received, but all we ever do is call for consistency. And if that happened against us again, like Michael Smith, for example, Hearts, we'd be, we'd be expecting to get that. Um, I know the whole positioning sense where Greg Taylor's arm, mm-hmm. people are saying, what can he do with it? But his arm's extended. Your man, I think it was Grieve, was getting past him, getting around the side of him. So it effectively stopped him from proceeding into the box. And take yourself away from the heat, the emotion at the time. I looked at McGrand and we both agreed it was a, a penalty kick. And I, I think that you, you look at these situations and we know how shit VAR has been. And in the grand scale in Scottish football, you, you look at the team across the city, they seem to get luck and two goalkeepers are playing for them and it happens on a regular basis. But when, as Aaron said during his, his post-match press conference, they, they miss nothing, especially against us. And that's perfectly summed up. The, the whole two to three minutes went by and you think it's being left. And But the, the fact they went back and they looked at it and he went to the monitor and usually that means one thing. It's going to be a penalty kick. Um, yeah, for, for me now, I have, I have no really complaints to be honest, we all know the handball rule needs reviewed, so maybe that can be brought into play in the summer. But yeah, yeah, it's a penalty kick. If you're if you're going by what they've been given this season, it's a penalty. Yeah, and for what it's worth, Stephen, um, I, I agree. I, like, I, I must admit, when I watched it in real uh, in real time, I was actually quite surprised, Franny, that it wasn't awarded straight away, and then maybe re- reviewed after it, just by the way that the game, you know, the way it is now. Mm-hmm. You're, you're right, Patrick. I mean. As, as the, a lot of the folks say, by the letter of the law, as uh, a handball now, and you know my views on handball, Franny. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think very few of them should actually be awarded, but I know that's me having to sort of move with the times, as it were. But I have to say, and and I, I totally get there'll be maybe a lot of fans uh, the night tuning in saying, "Oh, well, what about this incident or that incident?" You know that perhaps other teams have got that we haven't, or you know, games that we've been involved in where we've had incidents like that and not been awarded um, a penalty. Stephen was absolutely bang on. The um, the first one at Tynecastle on day one of VAR was, is a textbook example of it. But I think just on this isolated incident alone, I have to say, even by my harsh standards, I don't really have any complaints about it being awarded. No, I think it's... Same like real time, you're looking at it going, How like the referee, how is he not giving that straight away? He's mm. yards away from it looking straight at it. I don't know how he doesn't get it. And I think situations like that tend to ask yourself, Would you would you ask for it up the other end? And we'd be mm. absolutely absolutely <laughs> screaming for it up the other end. So I think it's not necessarily where your argument would fall down if you're saying it's not a penalty, but it's mm. it's one of them where you've got to we are kind of like that as football fans. I will maybe say it's no penalty, but it's clean for all. But I think when you, I think if we're being honest, it's it is a penalty. I'm similar to Stephen with that. My issue with it is one: why is the referee no gave that? How is he not seen that as yeah. as a penalty? What is what is he seen to think? Oh, I'm not too sure about that. And I think 
the ball needs to go out of play, Stephen, or it, it needs to be a stoppage in play before you can actually. Uh, I believe I'm on about the, the time period. You, I thought there was like a, like a that, maybe the did the ball did the play actually ever stop? I mean, I'd be amazed within three minutes if the play play didn't stop. As yeah, much as we dominate yeah. games and things like that, but things like that, uh, VAR should be getting involved a lot quicker and saying, "Look, yeah. there's a penalty there. You need to hear. Look at that." And because uh, essentially that three minutes is is void of the two three minutes because we could have went out the park and scored and then they've checked it. Like, exactly. oh, the goal chopped off. It's a penalty, by the way. <clears throat> so I think maybe they need to look into how you can look at because I understand the whole point of waiting till the game's dead essentially to then check a bar decision. I get that, but I think when it's situations like at the weekend, you maybe need to look and go like it's a kind of blatant handball. We can't be in the game carrying on for two or three minutes before then asking a referee to go over and look at a monitor. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree, and I think that's actually regardless of the the, the decisions in themselves. I think it's one of the main things that Ange is particularly frustrated about. It's the length of time that these decisions are that, that's taken for these decisions to be made, mm. but. I think so. We're all kind of in agreement there in terms of, you know, the uh, first part of VAR watch. We'll say penalty St. Martin, fair enough. Aye, uh, just, just to hope the other see... handball gets... Uh, <laughs> exactly. Like it's, it's the consistency levels, isn't uh, it, that you're more angry with? I mean, there was uh, a, a person in the comments there, sorry, I forget her name, bring it back up again, but he said this was uh, this referee's first season in the, the SPFL, so he's been promoted, and so far he's given a penalty for that Burnaby one. He was the referee, yeah. referee in charge for that Burnaby shambles, mm-hmm. and then you see this. So, yeah, it was the right call. The but they are brought back. Cup final at this rate, then. <laughs> but Franley's 100% right. If if we had him up and scored then, could you imagine the uproar? The, imagine the, the goal being chalked off, or could you imagine the player being injured in that phase of play when they could have brought it back, knowing mm-hmm. that they were going to give a penalty kick? I mean, when you hear Andrew Dallas is doing VAR checks, you know fine rightly, He's double time. He's quick. He's tapping them buttons to find out what's going on. Like so, I, I, that's my only grievance for that one. But yeah, I'm in agreement with all users. Was a penalty. Move on from it. Yeah. Okay, dog. Now, this, in terms, you used the word there, Stephen, consistency, and this is where my gripe is with the, the second incident I'm going to mention here. Now, as of course, the red card incident. Um, Charles Dunn was sent off. Last man challenge on Kyogo. I don't think there's any debate to be had there. It's a Stonewall red card. And a penalty was awarded. Um, the later replay does obviously show that the foul um, <coughs> started outside of the box. Um, obviously, Kyogo's momentum carried him forward into the box. Um, but at this point still, um, a penalty has been awarded. And there, of course, it, it's hard to take much. When you see a lot of the still footage, there's a lot of fans that are saying, you know, the foul itself continued into the box. There's other fans yeah. saying... No, the, the foul itself was over, but it's Kyogo's momentum that takes it into the box. Um, where my frustration is, with it, and to be fair, again, I've, I've looked at it two, three times, and I'm still trying to see. I, I, I think at the moment, only my opinion that the, the right decision was given. What I don't <coughs> understand, though, is how the VAR can ask the referee to come over to look at a quite clear handball, but won't um, tell him to come over to uh, to look at a potential penalty decision involving a sort of, you know, in terms of the distance between the, the 18-yard line and the penalty box. Well, I mean, that, that one, to be fair, like, I, I, I disagree with you, Anthony. I think it was a penalty kick because if you look at it, his hand stays on the shoulder until he reaches that line. And usually the line means, well, apparently you're yeah, inside yeah. the box. So I think, it, I think it was a penalty kick in that instance. What annoyed me, like you said, is the fact the referee took it in his ear and took that decision upon himself to give the free kick instead of going and looking like he'd done for the first penalty kick. Do you know what I mean? If, if that's a red card, so it's a major... What, what's the, the term there? It could be a major mistake or whatever they get involved with VAR. Clear and obvious. Clear and obvious. That's the one I'm looking for. So... Effectively, for me, he should have went and looked at the monitor. Maybe he would have came to the same conclusion because, again, I hate this term, but everyone's subjective and all this. The rules should be the rules. There should be no referee in the world that has a choice to give a penalty kick or not or give a free kick in a certain area or not do it because he doesn't think it's there. If he's on the line, penalty kick. Before the line, fair enough. But the fact for me, the foul continued technically inside the box. It's a penalty kick. It's a clear red card. Charles done. 
knew as soon as he passed that ball back, he messed up and he, he, he had to bring him down some sort of way. But as you said, I do agree on the part, Kyogo did fall and the momentum took him inside the box to initially fall over. But looking at the still images, which is what VAR look at, Anthony, I know you said they're real time and stuff, but on the line, his foot was on the line when that last contact on the shoulder was made. Effectively for me, should have been a penalty kick. Well, well, there you go. That's a, it's a, it's a fair, fair point, Stephen. And um, but, but there, there's my other um, question to you there as well, Franny. If it's supposed to be, for example, clear and obvious, like they say, what was it? Minimum interference with maximum mm-hmm. impact. That was its big slogan when it was uh, unveiled. Um, you know, earlier than expected in the season. But that for me, then it's like you say. There's it's it's a very very close to the to to you know. Where, where the foul was made. So in that case, then, if it's not clear and obvious, surely do you go with the original decision by the referee? I th- I think, so. I mean, for what it's worth, I, th- I actually think they got it right. I think I think it is just outside the box where the contact finishes. I know what Stephen's saying. Like, if the contact continues, it is a, a penalty with what Stephen's saying. But I, it's hard to tell. It's hard, it's hard to say proper either way but I'm like you I, don't, I mean Joe's maybe cleared that up for us uh, same with the lines and stuff but my like what my great game with that was such such the instant uh, type instant was the refs not being asked to go and have a second look it's we've essentially for me they've essentially re-refereed the game it's another yeah. official has made up <clears throat> that decision uh, so that's that's where I was had my gripe but it seems strange when I'm, I'm kind of agreeing with the decision they came to. Because I do think maybe it, the contact maybe was just outside the box when it finished. I've no real issue with getting the free kick. Either red cards or red cards, that's that's no, it's up for debate. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. the, I think all the guys are coming in with the same. Alistair actually made a good point there, uh, Franny, that potentially, like, you know, for certain decisions, um, you know, Perhaps an automatic rule as the ref looks at monitor. I know, you know, there'd be fans that perhaps think they know that would take it. In an ideal world, that could be a rule if decisions mm-hmm. could be made quite quickly. But, you know, seeing uh, what we've seen so it... far, God, we could be here till doomsday to try to get them to make a decision on offside. But it's certainly um, a point worth considering. And a lot of the other guys here, Stephen, are making a point, you know, whether we like it or not, um, these tight calls never seem to go um, in, in our favour. Um, I think it's the case as well. Sorry, Anthony, I think it's the case what, what Franny said there. The fact that Andrew Dallas made that call, but I think it was David Dick- Dickinson or, or something, mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, David was referee in that game. But then, yeah, but then he took he took the, the call from Dallas in his own game that he's kind of managing. And as Franny said, he didn't show any balls. I mean, if he showed a bit of backbone and he checked the monitor and went, I'm sticking with that decision, it's a free kick. Mm-hmm. Then you'd be like, fair enough, that's fair enough. But the fact he's took a guy in his ear being like, nah, pull that back. And by the way, they pull it back like behind the line. Like mm-hmm. a couple of them. Go in, a couple of uh, centimetres ever behind the line. So it wasn't even in the right place if it was where the foul ended. So that's my big gripe. You, you look at it, and I know the FIFA cl- uh, Club World Cup are trying in this new system where you can hear what they're saying and stuff like that in, in, in real time in the stadium. I mean, bringing that in in the SPFL, I think, would release a lot of demons. Like, it would release a lot of shit into the, <laughs> into the system. And maybe that's what it needs, because we we say it every time there's a decision. And it sounds like we're paranoid and stuff, but come on. Do you know what I mean? The, the amount of decisions that went against us, are, it's, it's shambolic. And like Alan said there, <laughs> they notice it against us and even more. And if, uh, someone put in the comments there, would the same decision be made in Tesco over in Govan? 100% not. They get a couple of penalties and a retake. So the wind. Let the referee make the decisions. Eh? Like even if Farhan mm-hmm. is here saying, "Look, we're not too sure if that's in," but like Joe's, Joe's actually saying in the comments that it's it's a bit like offside. So maybe what we're looking at doesn't really matter. But I just it's, on, I, I like I like the idea of that. I, I like the idea of the the talking. But I'm I think we're miles away for that. I mean, look at the next yeah, we we've got the now we're when they were near what Varda's using down the, the, the APL and stuff, we're absolutely like we've got the the budget fucking uh, version of our like so we're, we we're got wish we got the wish first. We're absolutely nowhere near getting 
getting them the the voices in, but it's I think I th- I think they should be trying to not necessarily for for us early, but I think they should be pushing to get that in because to be fair, I mean Anthony will know a lot better than us. Like the fan experience of VAR must be horrendous. You don't know what's happening. VAR only benefits the person watching it on the telly at the end of the day. They know what's happening. They know what call it is. Whereas obviously, I would hope after making the referees up and stuff that is getting played over uh, over the, mm. the tannoys at the stadiums. Otherwise, what is the point? Again, it would be the fan has no got a clue. The fan who's actually there watching the game is the last to, to know that what's happening with it, which I think that's the big major problem with Aaron. If far, if uh, making up's just really for the TV company, then I'd just tell them to bolt it. What's the point? Yeah, I have to say, I mean, Obviously, some of the decisions that have been uh, came about through VAR, it kind of ruins it as well. But yeah, the waiting about in the stadium um, for, and then when you see it back for quite straightforward decisions. I mean, I can remember just I think it was Christmas Eve, the goal that Hatati had that was chopped off. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have taken ten seconds to review that and say eyes ah, on side, but we were there two three minutes mm-hmm. at minimum w- waiting on this decision, and then he got you know he got sent over to the monitor. Funnily enough. To have a look at it, it was almost like can, can we trying to drop this goal off, you know? I think it was Hibs we played, and Joe's obviously talking about the lines. And mm. remember, we had an offside, an offside one go that they checked, and the guy, the referee, got sent out the monitor to check for an offside one. Uh, never Man, heard anything like it in my life, mate. It's the lines weren't an um, issue. That, I'm not saying Joe's a liar; he's bang on, but it's it's madness to think that we had one. They were checking for an offside, so they sent the referee over to the monitor to check for an offside. Mate, we had we had offsides given at the other end of the pitch before. It's mental. Uh, the, camera, yeah, I think, uh, we, the camera was at the, the Tesco, wasn't it? On the other side <laughs> of the town. I'm still adamant we should have been chasing that further because initially you're getting yeah. told the camera wasn't working and then you question it and you were oh, it was the camera was on the dugout. But why? Why is it on the dugout? It's not meant to be on the dugout. Exactly. I think, um, as one of the journalists in Ireland called it, it was the Doogie Doogie um, saga <laughs> for the digital age. I think that's a, it was a pretty... Pretty fair um, assessment of that. Um, so, yeah, thankfully, that was kind of enough of the first half chat, um, Franny. Thankfully, in the second half, things picked up very impressively uh, in terms of, as you know, we really stamped our foot uh, on the game and, you know, we kind of steamrolled them uh, in the end. But obviously, Jota got a you know, good finish to get us right back in it. And what's so great about this Celtic team is once they get the first goal, they didn't rest on their laurels and they never stop, as they say. We got that second one quickly, and that'll be this will be the third sort of bad moment of the game. Um, sorry for everyone watching tonight; it's almost like it's an episode. <laughs> of the band, but um, there has there has you been have to talk some, about it. <laughs> exactly. If, if if we if we didn't bring it up, we would be accused of you know trying to dance over the subject. But Alistair Johnston's second goal that put us two one up has sort of raised some controversy as well. Um, a lot of People saying it potentially hits his hand. Some people say it potentially a foul on the defender. Um, in any case, um, I, I think all points are valid. Um, but I was actually watching BBC Sport Sound this morning, and um, like Stuart Dougal was actually on the show. And the reason his vision of it is because it's so it's so close in the way that the, the ball's going up, that, that it's going up. That he believes the reason VAR didn't intervene is because it's inconclusive whether it went in off his hand or the back of the of the St Mirren defender's back. Um, mm. And that's why they didn't intervene. So, all in, what was your, your thoughts on it? Could it have been chopped off or do you think fair enough goal? I want to go away, but old school and be thinking... Uh, you got your toys out of Oh, is that coming up on the screen on though? <laughs> I, I want to give the benefit of the doubt because his his determination to get in there and stuff at the back post, uh, and just how how much we've all kind of taken Alan jo- Alistair Johnson. I kind of want to, I'm not want to find a reason to not give him the goal, but I don't. I can see the argument for it hitting his arm. I don't personally. I don't think it did, but I think he's kind of a wee bit on the top of the boy again. Just mm-hmm. his sheer determination to get in there. I think he. I, um, I could have understood if it got chopped off uh, for maybe a foul or something, just for 
maybe a wee bit of climbing and stuff. But I think second half, like we were on the group chat, we were all sitting saying to get Haksabanovic on, uh, get on, go two up top, we get four in the midfield, <laughs> uh, get get four in the midfield. This is going to turn into a chaos. Isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, go. Sorry, sorry, go. <laughs> and uh, like, just get just get extra bodies in attack and put uh, positions and create uh, chances. I don't think any has called for a badder uh, to come on because it was almost kind of almost like for like for Maeda, but I think it was I could understand him taking Maeda off and keeping Jota. Like Jota, I think could have came off it. You could take both wingers off if you really wanted to, but I think my the Maeda one made sense. Well, we were always going to be on top, so he didn't need. There was got to be zero space for my edit exploit, so it was got to be wasted. Being on it, essentially, so a badder has maybe got a wee bit more trickery than trickery than. But I think we were all kind of calling for hacks of which just for to create chances. But it just showed that again the manager he knows what he's doing. Takes my edit one of our best players since the World Cup anyway, uh, but knew that the game. At, in the second half, wasn't it got to be for him, and just put put a bad on and a bad so that kind of lit up that second half a bit and Jota's goal, uh, great great tech. Well, it was good awareness when he's on the ground. It was no surprise it comes for that and uh, comes for that sort of we run an inside channel and stuff and Moy gets a good wee cross uh, uh, ball across and stuff and Jota kind of misses it initially and it deflects back to, sort of ricochets back to him and he just. Well on the ground gets that shot in, but I was, I thought the substitution was obviously massive, and it, what a difference it made, and what do we know? Certainly, <laughs> and uh, Stephen, your sort of own thoughts on the the second half, and that's uh, was actually something I wanted to touch on. Obviously, with the the subs that were made, um, obviously a badder. He's sort of been not in the starting eleven in, in recent weeks, and he's sort of been coming on and trying to uh, sort of make an impact, and he's obviously. You know, checked in with, with some goals as well, but I thought he was outstanding. Um, watching his second half performance, and mm-hmm. your good friend Matt O'Reilly as well came on for, for Moy in the second half. Incredibly, it wasn't his best game with three assists. Unbelievable! Oh, no. but I thought Matt O'Reilly looked quite uh, composed when he on and got his goal as well. So, looks like hopefully that'll do him in good stead and got those confidence levels um, back up to the top. Yeah, I just want to come to the comments a wee bit here. Brian Moir made a great point further up in the chat. I do want to find it. Uh, we were struggling to break them down until the sending off. Robinson had done his homework and St. Mirren were solid up until that point. The final result does not put a fair reflection on any. I totally agree. In, I in terms disagree of that, with that. No, I, I, I don't really. We were struggling. Yeah, the red cards were massive. We, were struggling. Uh, we had 80% we had possession in the first half. Aye. 80% possession because they scored the goal and as I'm you sorry. said, the sat back. The sat I, I, back. I'm sorry, but you know if, you're a, if you're a home team with like 20% possession, you deserve to get battered 5-1. No, no, but in, in terms of what he means, I think he means that the scoreline. We got 80% possession in the first half. Let's be fair. They got their goal right. and they sat off. That that was the reason why I forgot it. had about 87 in the second half. I don't I, I didn't understand that. But sure, I'm, 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 I'm with Danny on this one. I have to say, I, I don't to think there's any. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You you've can't say that. I know you can't. Yeah, I know you're going to come. Yeah. Out with you can't say that. You can't say that at all because we've we've overturned that one two one against the best team in the world. We were struggling the first half. So we I just don't think you can say, "Oh, it was." You deserve to get something out again when you've only got that that amount of possession. No, no. But what I, I don't think Stephen Robinson deserves any any great credit for any amazing tactical insight. He he done what eight percent of other managers do against us. There's not it's part the bus and hope for the best. It's there's there's, yeah, he it, also, it, it, there's there's guys at schoolboy level can can set a team up like that against a superior opposition. I don't think it, it, it does not make him Pep Guardiola. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, but you have I to as well. Listen, you, have, you, you still have to def- if you're going to have, do part of the bus tactics, you've still got to do it well if you want to get a result. But at the end of the day, it's I, I, I don't single out Stephen Robinson for any, oh, any sort of credit. I'm not single him out for praise. He, he, even if we were, even if St. Mirren hadn't been told off, no, no, not at, all, <laughs> not, not at all. But even if Stephen, even if St. Mirren had still got eleven players on the park. Uh, the way we played the second half, I still think we would have won the game. 
Um, I, yes, I agree. Change games, but they they also got a penalty. You know that maybe set I, us off our stride for the first twenty minutes as well. So, that, but that, you, that, you, you say there, you, you said. He said there, I mean, 80% of what managers do against us, but he also was the only team to beat us this season. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, you true. can't really... And, do you know what I mean? He's done what no percent of the managers could do in the SPFL and beat Celtic. So you have to kind of give them credit in that sense. What I was going to go on to say there was the first half, I thought most of the players in the team were dreadful. I thought Jada probably had his worst game in a Celtic shirt the first half. Mm. Mieta didn't impress me at all. Hugo wasn't in it. I think there was a stat he had two touches of the ball in the first <laughs> half, which is incredible. But again, I agree with how we went on and won the game. Um, Alistair Johnson, his goal, be a bit crass there. Like, I don't I don't give a shit. It was, it, it's a goal. We got it. VAR didn't get involved. Fuck them. They missed one. Let's, let's take it. I mean, the, the big man from Canada has come into that team and he's been an absolute revelation. We all thought yeah. losing Ranovic would be a major step down and some ways it might like in terms of holding the ball being in the midfield and that he still has a lot to learn but he's given us all for the shirt and I love seeing it um, Abada interesting Abada by the way because there's a lot of noise don't know if you've seen it around his uh, future again always noise around our players mm-hmm. apparently he's told the Israeli manager that he's rejected a new contract I know it runs to 2026 but again Postacogdu was quick Postacogdu offer him contracts where the guy three years left in his contract come at the end of improved the terms. Like, yeah. Only thing I can think of improved terms. I don't think we're I don't think we're in contract talks with him. Really, to be honest, no, that's that's fair enough. I'm I'm just saying what you what you what you say, Billy. Uh, and the Apostle called was questioned on it in terms of uh, about his uh, attitude or something by one of the media guys, and he was like, "Do you really think he'd be involved in the squad if he was giving me bad attitude?" Kind of quashing it down, which point. is fair enough. Um, in terms of <clears throat> trying to trying to think now, O'Reilly. When he came on, what I loved, like he kept McGregor was still on when he was on the pitch. Awada came on, and it was a different kind of midfield. And O'Reilly was just drifting around, coming off the left this time instead of being on the right. Found himself in the box, Abada with a lovely pick out. I thought he was going to shoot it or something, but he picked him out. He finished it. And it's good to see O'Reilly back in the score sheet again. And I really hope it does keeps him going and going and going. In terms of Moy, fuck. Yeah, for me, I know he got free assists, but he was. Fucking dreadful. He was absolutely dreadful. <laughs> and it's so bad to say that when, when he had three assists, but it just felt like the carbon copy when he played there when we got beat. He just felt really laboured and slow and he was getting the ball picked off him a lot. But again, three assists. So you can't really say anything well, more about the film. Like, and it then I noticed funny enough to Abada last season, you know, kinda of about the autumn time when, you know, he maybe wasn't having the the best of for him and take like, but then he would still come up with like two goals, and it'd be sort of like, oh well, you know, you didn't think he had a particularly good game, but then, but then he he done the business when when it matters. Um, yeah, well, de- definitely. I'll leave, I'll leave the penalty decision to you there. I know you're going to come on to another oh, yeah, yeah, well, that was it. The, the, the fifth and final goal obviously came for the spot. Um, we'll get your thoughts on it first, Stephen. Um, I think in terms of. The award itself, I don't think there can be any complaints. It's a blatant uh, shirt pull. Um, I'm not actually <laughs> sure if it was awarded. You, you might be able to um, confirm that for me if it was awarded by the ref or if, again, if it had no. to be VAR. But um, I've not seen that far ahead, but I've, I've just obviously seen the goal. But it was definitely it was Stonewall penalty kick. Um, I'm a big fan of O. I think he looks a real live yeah. one, as, as I've said before. But I don't know about you, that run-up was... That, that triggered my anxiety, man. That's, a, that's an absolute shocking run-up. I mean, well, in, terms of the, in terms of the, the penalty kick, uh, you're right, he had to go to the monitor again. But to be fair, he couldn't see for the crowd of players. There was a big crowd of players in front of him, so his, his vision was blocked in that decision. He went, he went and made the right call. He got the penalty kick, and oh, started doing hopscotch, as you said, just hopping <laughs> around that pitch. Really so it, was a, it was a dancer or something, so I don't know what he was at. But, um, I mean, John Duncan's come in here. He's confident O will take KO's place. Well, competition breeds success, I suppose. O, to me, looks a decent player. He looks quite quick. He's got a good touch on him. He can, we've seen him roll Considine quite easily, so he's probably a really experienced defender in the SPFL, and he knows what he's doing. And i also seen, I don't know if you catched it, him thanking McGregor for letting him take the penalty kick. He went up to him and was like, yeah. thank you. Not notice that? Nope. So, obviously, McGregor gave him the ball to take that penalty. But, yeah... Blatant penalty kick, Gogic, not a red card, yellow card or whatever, mm-hmm. in the box, yanked his shirt, and it was a penalty kick, and then, oh, as you said, Anthony started dancing and stuff, and he put the ball in the back, and that's that's all we need. 5-1, happy days. Yeah, 
happy days. Yeah, well, I suppose, Franny, if it goes in the back of the net, he can run up whatever way he likes, but it was uh, it was uh, definitely a, a, a strange one. But with your own thoughts, any, you know, pretty pretty clear penalty kick? Uh, clear, but, I mean, it makes a wee bit, I mean, like, I don't think he needs to follow up, but it's one of them, if he doesn't follow up, is he getting the penalty? I don't know, but it's still more penalty. Like Stephen said, still more penalty, nothing more. Like, no no need for a card. I, I can't remember if Gorgic got booked or no, but... If he didn't have any big, any big issues with it, uh, it was just a silly shirt pull, just a wee bit of a brain fart just at the, at the moment, and that just try to, one of the things, natural reaction, grabbed his shirt. Um, I, the, the run-up was, God, it was about 17, it was like a wee Swiss Army run-up, wasn't it? It was about five different run-ups, man. <laughs> I know. Like, I just, just everybody's trying to be a wee bit like Jorginho, wasn't it? It's just this yeah. run-up, but... I just, I it used to be uh, goal celebrations. Used to be everyone, you know, used to have the trademark. Now that. everyone's getting their own like... trademark run up to to take a penalty. John um, must have been bailing at it. That's all I'm saying. He <laughs> really hates the um, but I was, I was hoping the guy got it. it was obviously it's a a pressure free penalty. We're up four one. The game's never in danger. I know he's got off the mark in the cup and stuff, and it's at home. So it was good to get him off the mark. Give him the best chance of getting off the mark uh, in the league as well. And, Ah, it wasn't a great penalty, but as I say, they all count. I don't... I, I, it's Hammer Moy that's on the park. I've, I, I, I hope Moy's taking the penalty for him, that's all I'm saying. Aye, just, yeah. I'm, I'm no comfy... As much as I had a wee pop shot, John, I'm no comfy with their kind of run-ups, unless you're Jorginho, man. They, he's been doing that for God knows how long, but even, to be fair, Paul Pogba does a stupid run-up, but I, I've do you know what it was like? <laughs> Do you know what it was like? He had a compilation video on his head of all different run-ups. He just went for them all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 It was like a greatest <laughs> And he like, like, wow. like, was like, got to the end of it, he was like, oh, I've actually kicked this now. <laughs> 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 but I, I've been really impressed with the boy. Oh, like, he does, like you say, he's got a wee bit of Jack and Marcus about him and that. He's, I don't think he's mm. as strong as Jack and Marcus and maybe not as much as a, a bully, maybe. But I, I think he's got a wee bit of personality. Like I think he's got that similar personality to Jack and Marcus. Where he, he's got a bit of belief in his cell and stuff. And like Stephen said, he, uh, he likes to get tight. I like that how he likes to get tight with defenders and just backs into them and that and, and uh, tries to roll them and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Like, by the way, that is it. Keeper saves that the run up is slaughtered. It's fine margins, yeah. but I, I have been impressed with the guy. Um, I think he's. He's got to have to be patient considering how Kyogo's playing, but I, I have been impressed with him. I think he's what I think maybe uh, Ange was hoping Jack Marcus would be. Like, he's, he presses a lot better, well, presses a lot quicker and a lot better, I think, than Jack Marcus. Jack Marcus pressed well, but he wasn't blessed with blistering pace and stuff to, to do it. So I think he's, I don't think he's as clinical as Jack Marcus, but I, right now, I, I wouldn't go out to say, will miss Jack Marcus, but I think he's a more than comfortable way with Owen. I think Big call is. by Franny. Big call by Franny. <laughs> what you're trying to say, I'm, I'm just, I'm not saying we're going, I said I'm not saying we're going to miss Jack Marcus, but he's No, I, agree, right, I do agree though. He's going the right way about, uh, going the right way about it. He's, he has been, has been impressive so far and I've got yeah. to give the guy a chance. Yeah, I do agree. Um, I think it's probably, I suppose, it's a, it's a strange thing because they are very different players, but it's just, I suppose, naturally with the, the way the transfer dealings worked, you know, Yakimakis went out and and, and O came in. That, that's obviously Aye. naturally going to be the, the first thing the that you compare them to. But, yeah, um, yeah it's um, it's all it's all good. And I suppose as long as it goes in, that's all that matters. Exactly. Um, so I'll be quite glad um, to see the back of that game, I have to say. We'll no see a love about the kid? Until, until next season. It's amazing, but, uh, and I also would be, would be very, very glad, Franny, <laughs> if we never see that grey third kit again. Um, yes, okay, we, we got the win that. yesterday, but there was a point yesterday where I thought, here we go again. I didn't mind that kit. Honestly, I didn't mind that. It's more like a t-shirt to me. Not like you wear like, jeans or whatever. It's like a t-shirt type kit. It's not the nicest, like it's... It's something you would buy for one. You're going to like a five aside. You don't wear. Don't you don't wear fucking. I don't think it's the worst kit. Not the worst kit in the world. Oh, it's certainly not the worst. We've had some absolute yanging ones over the uh, over yeah, the years. Very true. Um, I can't even remember. Frank, if we'd done a show about it, what the, some of the worst kits we've ever had. I if not, that's it. an idea for uh, for a wee <laughs> But uh, 
Yeah, so Love Street is in the rearview mirror, Stephen, which we're um, all pretty delighted about. But the game, are, they're coming thick and fast this week, Wednesday night, first of two games against uh, the Cousins of William Hearts uh, this week. And first one in the league on Wednesday night at Celtic Park. Um, Robbie Nielsen, I would imagine, won't tinker too much with his formation uh, like he did um, against their, his favourite team. How do we mm-hmm. think that's going to go? I mean, it's it's a strange one. Obviously, both teams have the cup tie at Tynecastle on Saturday, isn't it? Sa- Sunday? Saturday. And uh, Saturday. so... Both teams, I think Robbie Nielsen even more so than us. He'll be probably looking for a trophy. So we're getting a bit of silverware for her. So you don't know if he's thinking rest a couple of players. You maybe see like your man Janelli getting a rest or uh, Andy Halliday coming in for his uh, first appearance of the season. Don't all them types of players and you know, Gary Mackay Stevens still there. They've got it. I mean, they've got a good squad. They, they, they do have a good nucleus of a team. Obviously, we all know their history and stuff, and we can get into it. And there's a couple of people in the comments already saying it. It's just an interesting one. I think Postacoglu might use this again if his eyes are on the treble to rotate a wee bit. He did speak about that during last week's press conference before the Samaritan game. Maybe a bit of rotation to come in. Maybe a few surprises. And it's a game I'm looking forward to. It's a Wednesday night. It'll be sold out under the lights. I'll be doing the pay-per-view stream of the Granda. But it's it's I like a, I like a midweek game. Aye, paper few. I like a midweek game. Do you know what I mean? It's it's one of these things. It gives you the feeling European football type shit. Obviously, it's not the same the same golf and class like. But Celtic and Hearts is a tasty game more more times than that. And Robbie Nielsen has them third, I think, at the minute. And I know they're aiming for more than that, but they'll never really get more than that. As I said, they've got a couple of good players, but I'm expecting us to just kind of steamroll them like we're doing with all the teams. And it's the it's the confidence and it's the fact that. You look at the bench that we had there against St Mirren, all the end players would start for every team in the SPFL, no problem. No problem. And if you rotated all nine who are on the bench and put them into the first team for Wednesday, we'd probably win that game. That's how strong and confident I am about that team. It's the fact that Postacoglu can call the likes of Turnbull wasn't even involved as one of the five subs. He can call Haxa Banavis to come in. He can maybe give Jada a wee rest because he looked he, he he was off the boil to be fair in the first half. Maybe drop him in and out like he always does with the likes of Abada Abada to come back in because it looks like to me he's he's trying to prove a point like he should be starting and that's great. He's scoring goals, assisting goals, coming off the bench. So there's different options. There's there's different ways we can play. And I think as I said there at the start of the show, for any other team in, in the domestic league, it must be like how do we stop them? And I've seen an interview Graham Alexander done with Sky Sports. He was speaking about teams. Motherwell took points off Rangers, took points off every other team, bar Celtic, and he said he tried a mid-block, he tried high press, he tried a low block, and because of the individual players we have, they couldn't defend against it. And with countless managers this season have come out and said stuff like that, so there must be some truth in it. We're on a, a roller coaster, as I said. Postacoglu always calls it that. We're going up, and hopefully it continues that way, and I can't say anything but a victory. Well, certainly here's hoping. And yeah, Franny, as Stephen says, it's obviously live on pay-per-view and uh, fire sticks up and down the length and breadth of the land <laughs> and beyond. But uh, it is true, you know, midweek uh, is always like it's, it's always a great atmosphere, especially if we get um, some kind of nice, decent, clear weather as we've got tonight um, over West Lothian. But I definitely think, you know, providing it's a, it is a sellout, as, as Stephen says, midweek tie against the Jambos, you're hoping it's, uh, it's business as usual. Well, hopefully, Anthony, because I've got my apprentice ticket for the game, so it better be a good game. <laughs> you <laughs> know? Uh, nice. My apprentice, nice. apprentice has been moaning about not getting to work away from him, and he's just been worked into Portsmouth on Friday for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a sore one. That's a uh, sore one. Hello. I'm not complaining. He was like, hey, you want my ticket for wins? I was like, yes. Yes, mate. Good. <laughs> so, Turns I, out it's in the hard sound. Oh, that's it. Whereabouts does it sit, do you know? Uh, I just along for where I used to sit, Anthony, so in the, the Lisbon Lion stand, but it's kind of the family section, but, mm-hmm. but it's right down the front. Now, I've been a few times in that recently, for his ticket, and that just because he's been working away and things like that, so he's given me a ticket a few times. But uh, mm-hmm. I think, I, I, I kind of think it might be a wee bit of a comfy-ish night, uh, I don't think obviously it's Angie's 100th game in charge. Sometimes these milestones end up being a bit of a disaster and you didn't get the result mm. you expect. But I, I think 
the way we're playing, it's a, a, a special. So maybe if it was at Ten Castle, I'd be like, mm, no too sure. I, I could maybe see the whole hundredth game, all that kind of getting bought up, and it just sort of ends up uh, you kind of fall flat in your face. But I think Celtic might make a big deal about it. They might make a wee bit of deal about it on the night, just pre-match and stuff. And I just think I don't see them tinkering too much with the team. Uh, maybe one or two coming in, but uh, I've Andy Halliday. I was listening to some of Super Scobo the day. He even like he even said they would rather win Saturday than than Wednesday night. Yeah, that's so what I, I was thinking. Yeah. I don't know if that's maybe a wee insight to what they're looking at, and maybe maybe some players will get rested. I certainly don't think he'll play two wingers at centre mid like he did at Tynecastle against Rangers. <laughs> uh, but I th- I think. Uh, I think we might surprise a few folk. I think there'll be certain folk within the media, certain uh, across the set, will be thinking oh, there's a wee chance here. Hearts, Hearts would do play well, but I think they've been a wee bit indifferent recently. <laughs> uh, by the way, he's, he's only an apprentice at my work. He's no technically, I don't own the place. Well, we don't know if he owns the place. <laughs> I, I, I'd be sending him working away a lot more if, if that was the case. <laughs> I made an influence on this, but uh, I I think we might surprise a few folk and put in a very very comfortable assured performance mm. on Wednesday night and lay down a marker for for a Saturday. And I appreciate. I'm glad hardly anybody watches us because then they'll clip up and go. Boy, talk Jesus to Christ! What a way to plug us. I'm glad. I'm glad no one watches this. What the hell? Uh, so in terms I, I of we'll, I we'll we'll journey, I'm starting a living beef for this uh, for this fixture there on Wednesday night. Uh, back five picks itself, he's not really utilised uh, Ralston a lot recently since Johnson's came in. He's been a mainstay, so I don't see the back five changing at all. Um, midfield, they've been debating like obviously Hatati and McGregor's and Moy has been brilliant, but O'Reilly's came in the last couple of games and done okay. I'm going to stick my neck in the line and say he plays O'Reilly and maybe saves Moy for the weekend. A tighter tighter pitch and stuff. I think Moy will be better suited at Tyne Castle with a tighter pitch. Uh, and then the front three, if I wasn't playing O'Reilly, I would have put Haxavanovic in, but I don't think there'll be too many changes. I think he'll go Jota on the left, Abado on the right, and then uh, Kyle will go through the middle. I don't think... Two changes, I think, tops. But I don't know. I think he's that's more me hanking Saturday and keeping my head on or uh, Moy fresh for Saturday. Yeah, that, that's like, that's the team I've went for. So like you say the back five picks itself, McGregor, Hatati, O'Reilly, because I think mm. like yourself, I think you'll want to keep Moy for Tyne Castle. Um and yeah, I've got Jot on the left. I think Abada after his uh, mm-hmm. heroics yesterday put Abada on the right with Kyogo uh, through mm. the middle. Uh, what about yourself, Stephen? What's your uh, What's your team? Uh, I mean, I, I would go with uh, Joe Hart, Johnson, Connor Vickers, uh, Starfeld, Taylor, keep that kind of solid and, and contained. I would put McGregor in with a Tate and O'Reilly, Haxabanovich, O, and Mieta. Oh, stop being silly. Yeah. How's that being silly? Rotation, 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 rotation on endless cells here. What, what, why, why wouldn't that not be a chance? I think that'd be a great combination up top. Yeah, there's always a chance because they're in the squad, but it's not happening, Stephen. Let's not fucking talk nonsense. Well, why, why wouldn't that happen? I just didn't see him doing it. I, well, I mean, I mean, let's be fair. Like he's probably not going to do it, but I'd like to see that combination and see how, how it plays out because you got the trickery of Haxabanovich, pace of Mera, and O. O still an unknown quantity, so you have to give him ninety minutes somewhere. Well, Good point. back to you, Anthony. Back to you in the studio, Anthony. This is the time will tell, of course. And the uh, scoreline prediction, I boys, hope it is. I'm going 4 0. I'm going 4 0. Oh. I think it's I will. Oh. What about yourself, Stephen? Uh, 5 0. Oh. Big confidence, boys. See, who are you? Exactly. You both went, oh, oh, starting. Oh, it's starting. We'll <laughs> find out in course, I'm sure. And uh, I that um, listen, I'm, I'm certainly hopeful that that'll be the case. But I think I'll go. I'll stick with my hassle free two now. No, no, I, I don't know why. I just I'm <laughs> quite happy with that. It's lot. It gets to this point. 
I'm just wanting the three points so we could just take another game off. It's reaching that point in the so season. But hey, listen, I'll anyway. take one of your take predictions any day of the week. Um, there are things in life you never tire of doing, and uh, seeing as Scud the Jambos is definitely up there with, with one of those things. But uh, in terms of tonight, guys, that's pretty much us. Uh, you know, look back at another <laughs> one for the boys on at the weekend and looked ahead to midweek. It's always good, actually, think having a midweek game to look forward to on the Monday night show as well. Gives a bit of extra discussion points. Uh, enjoyed yourselves tonight? I have been friendly. We friendlies had a prickly edge to them, so I like getting back and forth. <laughs> yeah, like, so it's been good. But what I would say, like, my people are, when people are in the chat, appreciate the sticking with us again. Get involved with these guys. Sharna, unbelievable. 10% off in the description below. Get yourself a T-shirt. Oh. Yeah, here. Get oh. yourself a T-shirt, a hoodie, a beanie. Well, we're shit at that. That's terrible. Just get on to it. They're great guys. I mean, independent clothing brand from Scotland. Local businesses and all that. Support them. They're supporting us. So it's great to see. Uh, at least there's no the big long manscaped one we used to have to do, man. That was like war and peace. <laughs> Chris, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, boys, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Hosting tonight and having you on and discussing all things about the dominant side in Scotland. And uh, thanks again to everyone for tuning in. Again, but for all the new, there's a few new names tonight that I didn't recognise. So if you're enjoying what you're seeing, liking, stick on that, uh, hit that wee subscribe button, and uh, that's the only way our channel will grow. And hopefully for Friday we'll have some more folks tuning in in the future. Uh, but <laughs> until then, I shall hand you over to the captain of this ship for his famous outro. And we'll see you on Friday night. Hell, hell. <laughs> Until Friday, obviously. I'm looking forward to Friday. Two big games, obviously, midweek one and the cup game come up. So plenty to talk about. And hopefully people will be watching. Franny said there's no one watching, but mind-boggling. So hopefully people will tune in. But until then, stay well and keep safe. Hell, hell. <laughs>